Welcome to Xbox Uncut. My name is Jason, and we're back for 100, episode 195. I know we uh, missed out on last week, but we had some uh, a family emergency and had to be dealt with. You know, it is what it is. Can't really do anything about that, you know? Um, and it happens. But we're back, and we got a lot of news to talk about. A lot of stuff happened. Oh, yes, um, we do. Gamescom came up and all that. So before we get, uh, get into that, do some introductions. What's up, Rick? Rick What's up, everybody? Glad to be here. Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Kingdom come. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Will. What's up, Will? Yo, yo. What's up, peoples? Like, uh, going on Twitter, hot and heavy. But uh, I'm here, you know? <laughs> and here for the, the podcast. At some point soon, we'll have Steph jump on. I'm not sure when. He said he has to, I think he... He's going to go drop his kids off somewhere, so um, <laughs> he'll be in here at some point. We'll find out. Uh, and let me get my letters up. We have a couple letters today. Awesome. We're nice. Get through that. One is from Dustin, not our Dustin, <laughs> uh, before people think we're writing ourselves. Again, <laughs> <laughs> Dustin. Pretty much. Uh, hey, Uncut Crew. Manic meat hair. I hope all is well after last week's surprise cancellation. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Dusty is doing well, so everything's fine now. Good this week, I have a couple questions for you guys. The first question I have for you all is, what, what genre of exclusives do you feel the Xbox needs the most? And if you could have any developer develop an Xbox-exclusive Xbox game in that genre, who would you pick to do it and why? Let's go ahead and just answer this question first. Oh. Um, it's an odd question because it's, it's kind of like, I think the go-to is JRPG because it's kind of lacking. But, um, man, I kind of want to say first-person shooter. I kind of want an exclusive stalker game. <laughs> Does that make me bad? <laughs> no. Does any, anyone else has ever played Stalker? I have not. I don't uh, recall playing it, but uh, I've heard of I've heard of it. Some of the guys that used to work on well, that work on Metro, uh, it was made by I believe the developer was in the Ukraine, and they made a game that was basically you going into an area that near Chernobyl, where a bunch of animals were mutated and stuff, and you were mm. going in and just. Uh, uh, it was a story, so you're going through a story, a campaign, but you're just going through and experiencing the horror of it, and it's awesome game. That's from, I'm gonna go with that. Make it simple. Uh, what do you think, Rick? What, what? Uh, you know, um, I, I would think more of the lines of because I've been thinking about this lately about what what else can they bring that as it can become a good staple kind of franchise, something fresh, something new. And something like an, uh, some kind of a big open-world action, uh, exploration, action-adventure game. Like, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, honestly, you know, PlayStation with Horizon, um, now God of War being more a little different than what it used to be, and taking that Last of Us approach. They have a couple good staple games, and I was thinking, man, Xbox, I don't know they had the, the timed exclusive with Tomb Raider, but, but something... Something like that. Something where there's a new character, a new personality for Xbox. You know, you always have, like, a ca characters that represent a brand. Like, Mickey Mouse, you know Disney, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you know, and, and Xbox, what, that, that's what I was thinking about. What kind of actual, like, besides Master Chief, 
Yeah, who sticks around and obviously hey, uh, you're forgetting the car the 4 gt the 4 gt is a uh an <laughs> character how could i ever forget that producer uh, but i think you know what i'm saying you know yeah. like uh, a new staple new kind of because characters are very important in, in the story in a game so it's not just the game it's the the iconic characters i think they need more of those and i think what better way to picture it in a jrpg is good of course but action adventure Kind of, you know, like Link, Zelda, you know, you, you can go on and, and what does Xbox have with that lately? So. Yeah, I agree. I mean... And, and, and by the way, sorry, I just want to say real quick, I did play ReCore, and so you have that, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we don't, we're not really sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but, and I, and I know they just announced there's going to be new stuff, or that, you know, we know we all know that there's one bot that they haven't, that's like, okay, where when can we play is that, whatever that's going to be. But is there going to be a future with that? Is there going to be a future with Quantum Break? You know, we need to have more things that are going to be more steady, consistent with an absolute absolute future, a really good selling game. I really hope we get that. You know what sucks? It sucks about doing that kind of stuff um, is that usually what you think is going to be the big thing usually isn't. And then the thing you don't think is going to be the big thing is the community gravitates to. Like Halo was not originally going to be the big game for the original Xbox. They originally thought Oddworld was going to be the big game. And to be honest, Oddworld's awesome, but Halo was just it blew up. But it it's a hard thing to do. But like you said, I mean, you got Marcus Phoenix, you got Master Chief, yep. and the old videos, the rails they did, they would show the guy from Fable Legends like it didn't even come out for us to even really care about the guy. And then you yeah. see a car from 4G, from Forza. And that, they're, they're your icons of Xbox. And you're right. There's not much. It's not like you got a, a good Mario or a Yoshi or a Luigi or, you know, the standouts. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Will? You had time. You had time. <laughs> well, I agree with Rick. I think action RPGs would be a good thing to fill in there for that gap. And also a, uh, what do you call it, Act, more action-adventure, because uh, the Quantum Break was a great game, even though it didn't sell to expectations. I don't, I mean, I don't even know what Microsoft's you know, expectations were, because they somehow say that it was and then it wasn't. I have no idea. But, yeah, action-adventure and uh, action-RPG really are the main things that I really need. Um, maybe even a hack-and-slash, but you can kind of fall, you know, put that under action-adventure anyway, so that's not too far off. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Stalker actually is kind of action-adventure, so it, it's really odd. Like, it's not like back in the day when it was really easy to throw things into specific genres. Now mm -hmm. a single game could just fit in a bunch of genres. And it really yeah. depends on what it, you know, yep. what it really does. Like, technically, you could say Uncharted's a shooter, but it's really action-adventure, you know? it's Yeah. Um, Agreed. Oh, Rick, what developer would you want? to do it oh boy warhorse <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what i i i don't care um yeah. i i would just be i'm just i i've always been an xbox guy i've never hid from that even working with kingdom come uh with warhorse studios kingdom come deliverance obviously start pc out whatever whatever um I was about to throw in a plug. I'm like, no, that's can't do that. Truly for that. So, uh, <laughs> but um, I, I, I have all consoles, but I still have put more time into Xbox more than anything else by far, by far. And I, I just so long for that kind of Last of Us, God of War type 
maybe not types exact style of the game, but something that sticks. So I, I don't even care the developer. I mean, I, I love anything rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love rare. I mean, and, and you have CFDs, right? So, you know, there, there's that coming. And that's, I mean, some people could have been saying, you, you idiots, so CFDs, action adventure, right? Uh, you yeah. know, but, but, but again, like, um, and, and if I'm going to go on that note, a little tangent, but CFDs, believe me, that's one of my most anticipated games next year. I absolutely love the layout of the game. I love it. I, I cannot wait to play the multiplayer. Uh, at the same time, I'm talking about a more like rich, uh, really rich story, which I'm not. I'm not really going to. I'm not really looking to forward to that. I don't really think CFDs is going to have some like really rich story. No. Um, but I, I would like to see that. I would like to see. Man, I don't know. I I, I really like rare, but then again, talking about rare, it's they've never had something like a really like major story. It's always been like super really good content, but. So if I, I mean, I like Rare, but if I'm thinking about other developers, I mean, they've had Conquer. I I mean, but yeah, it's more Conquer's more about the dialogue than it is the story. I guess that kind of fits more into what you're saying. It it wasn't Mm -hmm. really about the story. It was more about the the settings they threw you in and the dialogue. Yeah, I'm a sucker for a good story with the action. They really, and you know what sucks is, it's not that Microsoft doesn't have access to good writers, even right now. Like, you look at the Halo novels, which are excellent. Bring in some of those guys, and they are, to their credit. They are bringing in some of those guys for their projects now, but it's kind of late. <laughs> you know? Uh, I believe one of the guys that wrote one of the Halo novels is now gone to work on Crackdown 3. So it's kind of like, guys, you should have been pulling these guys over like when this stuff started in development not now <laughs> but yeah. uh it, it always it, it reminds me of like tom clancy like the tom clancy games we never actually had a tom clancy game based on a tom clancy book or written by tom clancy it never happened and it was like you guys have one of the best writers when it comes to war and you never used them. <laughs> but yeah you know, yeah it's just yeah what are you gonna do uh Rick, well, what developer? Also... What? Oh, I'm what, sorry. What uh, developer would you want to make the exclusive? Is there one you could think of? Naughty Dog is not a valid answer. <laughs> <laughs> you really got me thinking when you asked me that too. I'm like, man, who would I really want? Because you know, like, um, uh, you know, like Bungie, you're always thinking of, or not, not Bungie. Wow, I said Bungie. Look at that. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> You know, you're always wondering what these these guys, you know, obviously have Halo, but you're like, okay, did, are they ever going to venture off to something else? Like Gears of War, we, we're, there's been talk about, okay, they're working on the next Gears, or are they work, you know, the, these guys working on something else. Um, I, I think it's Gears of War uh, 5. You know, oh, I think yeah. that's the, the talk of the town is. But, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't know if you were going to Will, but I, I guess I... I don't know. You guys might have to help me out here. Like, I just when I keep thinking of like really good, solid story games, I'm thinking, geez, well they're not with Microsoft. Boy, that sounds like an insult, but I'm really just trying. <laughs> no, well, you could. Though. The problem is, is like the usual go-to is Bioware, and yeah. the last Mass Effect really threw that out of a lot of people's minds. But I still think Bioware can pull off a really great action adventure game, and they would be a good option. Um, I think yeah. EA could do it. Uh, there's Ubisoft could even do it if they stopped if they stopped having 18 yeah. different development studios making the same game. Uh, <laughs> they're yeah. opening another studio too, by the way. Uh, 
I know it's that's what kind of hurts too when you see like Microsoft kind of doing what they're doing. But I mean, Ubisoft's fifth is way like way successful though, so they have a lot of you know bandwidth to do that. Would it be crazy to think about like like I know Capcom has done a lot of stupid things lately. I'm sorry that I just said that out loud, but I did. <laughs> I think that I think that they could. Why not? Go there. Why you know why why couldn't they do something? Um, I, I've liked some of their older games, and they they've had good story driven games. Um, why not say Capcom could get back on their feet? I just think Microsoft needs to think outside the box here. Um, no, they know. do, and I mean honestly, the best answer would probably be a new studio, like yeah. a, a Playground Games or something, come out of nowhere and make it. Just get some veterans out of the. There's always going to be veterans that are looking for jobs in the game development. That's the sad part about game development is there's always going to people be people losing jobs and uh, needing a new place to work. So, uh, But, yeah, I think we'll just leave it there because we can't even... <laughs> we, we gave you answers. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> My second and arguably more important question, oh, God is what is the single greatest sauce ever offered in fast food chain? Okay, that's easier. <laughs> Whether for promotion or permanently. I look you've missed our last podcast Rick was nothing but <laughs> gravy awesome. and sauce. So I look forward to hearing from you guys. See you all later. Uh I'm going to go with the honey mustard from Wendy's. That's that's my choice. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it's a tie between A1 steak sauce and uh, on the Burger King and McDonald's uh, nugget. I think A1's sauce. cheating. I think that's cheating to get that from fast food. <laughs> All right. So I'll, but it's, I'll if it's available McDonald's. fast food, you can choose it. Okay. Well, well, it's not like a comment. Well, I don't know. It depends on where you go. But, like, All right, I guess I'll go with the McDonald's uh, barbecue sauce for the nuggets. That's always, like, quite good. Right, Rick, your your serious questionnaire. <laughs> I may not necessarily get a lot of fast food these days, but when I did, uh, and this might sound really original, but I use Frank's Red Hot for everything and anything. So whenever there was a Frank's Red Hot for garbage plates, with Rochester, New York, where I come where I come from, we were very famous for garbage plates. Actually, some people they never even heard of a garbage plate, which is insane. Um, oh. But uh, yeah, Frank's Red Hot. I I use that in anywhere and everywhere, even in Denny's. I. I, if they didn't have something like Frank's Red Hot or Frank, you know, Red Hot Sauce, I'd ask them to get something like that. I need it. And they, you know, I even had people like custom things. Like, can you pour a little bit of this and maybe put a little bit of butter? Or I put butter. I don't know. I Whatever. I just try to get something close to Frank's Red Hot. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's my thing. Well, nice. we gave you our answers on sauces. So, uh, <laughs> that's a hilarious question. I think that was it. Okay. That's right. I look forward to it. Okay, see you all later. We'll see you. Thanks for writing, Justin. I appreciate it. Okay. I guess this is the point where he turns off the podcast. Uh, hello, <laughs> hello, my friends. Hope all is hope all is well. Dustin, I called Vivendi. We are holding off on our takeover of the chicken eating simulator. <laughs> you missed that one, Rick. I guess so. We were joking about a fried chicken eating simulator, and apparently someone's actually making it. On Steam. <laughs> wow. Hey, cool, whatever. <laughs> Make some money off it. Everything is being made on Steam. It just doesn't matter matter anymore. Until we find the rat bastard who created the version Steph found a couple weeks ago, your IP is safe for now. Well, thank you. That's why I use a VPN. Anywho, 
I feel I should share my thoughts on the whole Crackdown 3 delayed debacle. To put as elegantly as possible, who fucking cares? Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I completely agree with that, but hey, let's go. Crackdown has was never a top-notch series to begin with. I completely disagree with you. I love the original Crackdown. Its original purpose was to push the whole co-op-friendly narrative the system was suiting for early last gen, i.e. Gears of War. It did that. The second one was Rust. It really was. I feel bad for the developers on the second one. They were given like five months to make that game. That's oh. not enough time to make a game. I feel this third one was just to serve as a platform to demo the destructibility. I kind of agree there. I think it was originally built for that. The series was more like a gift than some stellar title that was going to blow minds. Uh, I guess if you guys want to address this real quick. Um, we're going to talk more about Crackdown 3 later. But I, I mean, I agree that Crackdown wasn't originally supposed to be a huge thing. But it was a great game. I mean, do you guys did you guys like like Crackdown, the original one? Yes. yes yeah. Um, it was unique, right? And I, I think that's uh, it was a lot of the fun factor was really there, and the the liberty you first you you felt like you had when you're in that game, and just uh, I remember with my brother, it was it was awesome, and I wasn't a fan of the. Um, Oh man, I really wasn't a fan of the sequels. I, I or the uh, Crackdown Two, I should say, but I really did like the first one, and I'm I'm still really looking forward to Crackdown Three. Really am. Yeah, it, it was uh, it's all about fun factor with that game. It was just orbs and and freedom and just yep. mayhem. So it, it's it's. It wasn't like unique, but the way they did it was just very fun. They kind of had nailed down like the core aspects of open world gaming that just kind of hits the right buttons. Um, the next one with three, like you know, roll hoping it will be the same, but with you know added extra stuff. That's kind of the core tenet of that game, though. It's just like platforming, core, uh, orbs, gangs, and uh, just just out how you know fun multiplayer stuff. Like, like the, the co-op city. Yeah, that's that's what doesn't make sense about Agents of Mayhem. Why did they make it single player? Especially for people that worked on the original Crackdown. That was the whole thing that made the original Crackdown huge, was just being able to play with your friends. Yeah, it's an um, auto mission. I, I think maybe it might come down to just budgetary reasons, because maybe they don't have probably. enough. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing that's what it came down to. Yeah. But yeah, that's... It, it. Okay. Now I get it. The exclusives are lacking. I also say who fucking cares. As Xbox fans, here's what we need to remember. 2013 put the system in a horrible position. It, it did. Biased media felt empowered, started successfully pushing the power narrative. I don't think it's that media felt empowered. I just think they took advantage of, uh, of a situation where they could get a lot of clicks. But that's, that's what happens when everything is ad-driven now. That's why I hate ad-driven stuff now. Um, because everything is done for clicks. When Phil took the reins, he had to write the sip. <clears throat> he does... This, by the way, these are bullet points. <laughs> the slutter is... <laughs> he does a mid-gen refresh that costs a lot of money. He also asked for $2 billion, $2 billion in future first-party development. He um, he had to ask Satya Nadella, the type... Well, okay. Uh, who, <laughs> I don't want to get Satya Nadella mad at us. Who at the beginning did not have confident words for the Xbox brand. <coughs> Phil is not going to get a blank check from these guys to sit out exclusives every Tuesday. 
Guys, fact of the matter is this whole turnaround started in 2015. It takes three years at least for new IPs to develop. That points to 2018. If by holiday 2018 we see more of the same and the system is not closing the gap, then we panic. Until then, please enjoy the 15 plat multi-platforms that are coming to the most powerful console before Crackdown 3. Wanted to get esteemed panel's thoughts. You guys have a wonderful gaming day. Well, thank you. Um, you know Oh, sorry. Oh, go just, ahead, please. I, this is really interesting. A long time ago, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, Satya Nadella. Satya. It's hard. Yeah. Big <laughs> potential Microsoft. Um, Satya Nadella. Yeah, dude. So I, I don't know why, but I, I was looking at like who he followed on Twitter, and honestly, you there's there's a telling tale like you'd be surprised like when people want to know some about someone on Twitter, uh, especially in a business sense, they're gonna want to see who people follow. They'll look at their posts. It's, it's actually taken to an extreme nowadays. People will find stuff to tear people apart like ten years ago and say that's who they are today. It's ridiculous. But oh yeah, I on another lighter note, I was just wondering who he followed. It's kind of. I don't know. I thought it was a little strange that he doesn't actually follow like Phil Spencer, Major Nelson. I don't even know if he follows Xbox on Twitter. You have to correct me on that. But I thought that was interesting. I just thought yeah. that was a little... Why? It's probably something that was updated. You know why? It's because he was a cloud engineer. That's why. <laughs> like, he was not a gaming guy whatsoever. Like, he originally... Like, the HoloLens device was originally made for gaming. And he went in and going, why? Why is this for gaming? And then he brought it to, um, he brought it out to do, uh, you know, more. Say, it, Jason, the elite tight ass. There we go. Uh, <laughs> reading the chat room, but yeah, he was a, he was an engineer in the cloud department. I don't think he really cared about gaming whatsoever. But when you take over as a CEO, it doesn't matter what you care about. It's still something you control. Um, I think yeah. he sees gaming more as a business. Like he, do, I don't think he sees it how like Phil Spencer sees it, where Phil sees the oh, community oh. and how, you know, the community. Like honestly, Satya Nadella, he probably does see it this way now. He should understand the fact that m the Microsoft's reputation is almost entirely based on Xbox right now. Like, the way they interact with the community, the way people feel about Microsoft. When you think about it, like, Xbox really, they're the, they're, Xbox is what made them popular in a consumer sense, you know? Yeah. I mean, of course you had Windows. I'm not going to argue against that. But Windows, not, no one really gets excited for Windows. It's an operating system, you know? It, it, it's Windows but or Office or anything like that. But, yeah, it no, I, I agree. You, you, you don't you didn't really see him following Xbox. You barely saw him talk about Xbox or anything like that. Um, yeah, he yeah. seems detached from that division. Although we've seen lately that he's been trying to like you know go up, go up to bat for them for them for the investors, uh, just to try I'll to. See I, you kid. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, honey, I'm doing the podcast, and he just randomly walked in. Oh, see a dog. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Turn hey, it all off. Hi. It's uncut. Okay. I'll <laughs> okay. It's just me and me and the will. So okay. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Rick is uh, handling his business. Uh, yeah. I mean, the the, the, the other thing is, um, I mean, you, you could tell he's kind of trying to, I don't know, trying to cover for the division while it's like recuperating with that. Uh, we just talking to the investors. You know, he's like, oh, you know, well, this. 
this division made this amount of money during this amount of time, and and it's uh, you know, it has um, what do you call it? it has like a promise to it that Xbox that, makes them money. Yeah, like it does. I, I'm sure it does. I mean, it's interesting, you know, with with the whole thing with uh, Paul Thorat. Thorat, what are you yeah, saying uh, about Thorat. the division? Yeah, they say that it, it never really made a, a, was it a profit or something like that? I forget what he, what he said about it, but it was just something weird. It was interesting. And it kind of does explain certain, you know, certain reasons why Microsoft is the way they are. But um, there's also more interesting things in the OGAF with the uh, poster element. He posted, he or she posted a bunch of very interesting um, kind of behind-the-scenes info of how their their division works. I, I don't know if this person is 100% legit, but they seem legit. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, hopefully, this just the whole thing will. Well, the the problem is, yeah. is when you talk like when you talk talking about profit, it's whether or not have they made a profit throughout their entire life, right? Or are they actively making a profit as like honestly, they have to active with the amount they charge for Xbox Live and the amount of members they have. They oh, have yeah. to actively be making money on Xbox Easy. Um, yeah. Not to mention the amount of games they sell and the amount of microtransactions. Like, have you seen the amount of money Halo 5's made? Like, in microtransactions? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely yeah. insane. It's unreal. Um, they, they are definitely making money on Xbox, even if there's a lot of... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm now Eric sending me messages. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're definitely making a lot of money. But... Um, I think it's important to note that they allowed him to do a console refresh because they could have, in the end, it wasn't Phil's decision. He had to get it approved by people above him, likely Satsi Nadella, to spend yeah. the kind of money needed to do a console refresh, especially only four years after the console came out, especially after last generation lasted, what, eight years? I could have seen yeah. them going, why are we doing it now? Why don't we just wait another three or four years like we did last gen? and just wait this one out, and then we can start over. Um, and like they said, I don't I don't take Phil Spencer as a liar, and he did say that they've invested as much into their first party as they had hardware. I think the problem is they invested it too late. Um, yeah. And like Mighty Moss said, it takes a while to make games. It does. It sucks, but it, it does. It, it takes less time to make hardware than it does games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I see his silly, plan. But. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I see what the plan is. It's just it sucks. The timing, yeah, the timing is really off. It's like you had to have had this maybe like a year or two ago, maybe or maybe more, because uh, the I don't know. The main complaint now is that you know they don't have enough studios, and the sad thing is that I don't see that really changing. They don't have enough studios, and they're probably gonna really depend on their core studios plus the third party partnerships uh, from here on out. Because uh, I mean, unless they have something up their sleeve, which I, I kind of doubt, um, given all the ind indications. But um, unfortunately, we just kind of have to like wait, and that, that's on some level it's unacceptable because we should have more games to play at this time. Uh, but next year looks pretty good. I, I I'm kind of at a loss of what else they have to offer, uh, you know, before. E3, I mean, or after maybe, I guess, uh, after E3, because they have to show off what, what other games have planned up. So that's going to be a very interesting E3. I was making a joke that they did the Sony strategy of delaying everything so they get a next <laughs> I know, year, it's, it's, it's next crazy. Year. Next, next year is 2017, <laughs> what we should have gotten. <laughs> so yeah. it's just crazy how that worked out. It was just, it's unfortunate. I, I think speaking of the delays, you know, we were talking about, or actually, is right if we talk about Crackdown 3? Yeah, uh, you know what? Let's just yeah, let's just go into it. I just figured since we're talking about delays and 
And one of the common things in the industry is delaying games. I mean, even even Red Dead got delayed for a little bit. All these games are getting delayed, 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 delayed. And it's really hard. There is a lot of business strategy that goes into it, but it's not just business strategy. It's also like even if I'm talking about uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance, right? We've de delayed the game a few times, and like there's, you you have a target date, right? And then you're getting there, and you're getting there, like man, we really don't want to rush this game. And there is the, well, there's other companies that have released games way ahead of their time, and they keep saying we're going to patch it, and then they wait for so long to patch it, the game you already spent your all your money on. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they, it, it's it's really now more than ever, and with everything being blown up, even if I'm not saying I'm not trying to defend like let's just pull the cat out of the hat or whatever the bag or whatever the saying goes about No Man's Sky. Like, um, I know now they're doing. You keep saying they're, they're the improvements and updates they're doing to the game now that are making it more like when they first said it was going to be. But that's a long time to get to that point after people have already bought the game. That can't be the pattern. With all due respect to those guys, yeah, it just it can't be the pattern. Well, the so, important thing's not to lie, you know. Just you can't like the problem. No man's, and of course that wasn't really the point you were getting at, but your point right. is completely correct. You can't just come out and go, "Hey, can you meet other people in the game?" Yeah, yeah, you can. Like that's the way he responded to everything. He didn't. There were no no's, and I get it. In PR, being the yes man is awesome. Like just being able to say yes to everything, but sometimes you got to say no. <laughs> yeah. Or at least, or at least, find your way around saying no, so it doesn't sound too bad. You know, if you're doing some damage controlling, but yeah. it's just it. I don't know, I was, man. It's... Yeah. Well, it's more along the lines of going out with Crackdown. I think the biggest. What was one of the biggest things that Xbox fans have been wanting to see, and that and we saw it with Titanfall, right? The use of the cloud. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. We we've seen that in other instances too, but it's a really big thing and a big push even in Crackdown in the multiplayer. I, when I was looking at the multiplayer, I thought of something like, you know, you look at a little bit like a somewhat of a Grand Theft Auto aspect. You look at the cities, you know, and the buildings. Whenever I see buildings in any game with multiplayer, I always go to Grand Theft Auto for some reason. But then obviously it's not a Grand Theft Auto, not even close. You're gonna see buildings yeah. crashing down, and they're gonna utilize the cloud in a, in a big way. I honestly think there's still really a lot of work to be done there. I, I just, you, when you delay a game, I understand that. I, I guess the the only thing I had a hard time with is, guys, 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 you just had a release date to come out at launch. So to, to delay it after you just had a release date, it's like, I feel like they're scrambling. I feel like there's some scrambling yeah. going around. They're a little on edge here. That's what I, I this I, is my I, I get the feeling that the single player was a second thought to that game. Now, I kind of, I kind of think they're the demolition side's not even a problem right now. I kind of think it's all on the story side that's the problem. And uh, I think they, they played yeah. it, and I think it wasn't fun. Yeah, because um, you figured that they, they have to. Well, have they to brought in a writer, which is why I say that recently. Yeah, it's very last minute. I mean, I don't know if they, maybe they just announced it last minute, but uh, it seemed very, I don't know, late to to say that sort of thing, which is weird. I mean, uh, it seemed to be just another polishing. Uh, like period, I, the I, I would think that the destruction is ready by now because they have to show it off by Gamescom. Otherwise, the, it would be a huge issue. So, yeah, um, yeah. And the release date thing, yeah, it, it sucks. I, I really hope um, the polish really is seen at the final product. I, th I think you'll see more detail on the character models and maybe less pop in. I mean, that was an alpha build, I think, on <laughs> E3, um, and it was running on PC. So that's that's the thing they always like to show their their games on PC. So you never quite get the 
the you know the exact experience you're getting at a home console. Um, but yeah, I, I think the polish will definitely be in a single player. Hopefully, it'll it'll give it the time it needed. And plus, the 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 release date was was pretty dicey because you had a lot of hits in between that. So yeah, I was about in, to say in, that too. Unless yeah, it was, was going to be free with a console, it was going to get hit hard. <laughs> Right, the pack-in. I mean, ideally, I would have liked the pack-in. It looks like Lucky Tales and maybe Forza, maybe pack-in. Oh, who knows? I hope so. Um, but yeah, I mean, Crackdown, I, I just, I'm glad they, they moved it out. It, it just sucks that 2017 was so bad for, for Xbox players, you know, yeah. for owners. Uh, otherwise, and no, and like I said after E3 is that if nothing new was announced for this year after E3, it's open time to complain. Like, I'm not getting any way. We're not defending the actions they've taken. We're only understanding what they're doing. There's a big difference. Mm -hmm. um, we're just trying to understand why they're doing this and maybe even come up with a reason why they're doing it. I mean, we don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> right. But uh, don't take it as defending. Like, I'm not defending. Like, they should have had more games this year. That's There's no excuse. There really isn't. Um yeah, it's just a bad year for them, man. The Scalebound, yeah. Fable Legends, um, ah. less Japanese support. You know, it, it just all kind of snowballed into like a, a, a L for them for the whole year. So uh, they have third party. Thankfully, I mean that that kind of carries them to the finish line. So we'll see. Thankfully, the next year will look good. Um, you know, maybe even hopefully we'll get the, what's that RPG we're getting? We're supposed to get a. Uh, I forgot the name of it. It's like uh, it's like uh, kind of Dark Souls ish. Listen, uh, uh, tip on my tongue. Dark Souls? Ash, yeah, Ashen, Ashen, yeah. Oh, yes, Ashen yeah. looks amazing. Yeah, that looks good. We interviewed and, those guys before a while yep. back. Yeah, it was a good interview. That's awesome. But, you know, at the end of the day with Crackdown, do you think people are going to get it more so for the multiplayer or for single player? What, Crackdown? Yeah. Multiplayer. I think, well, work. the thing is, mm -hmm. I don't, here's the thing about Crackdown. It's not really that you're getting it for single player or multiplayer. You're getting it to play the single player with multiplayer. You know, isn't that kind of odd way of putting it? It's like I'm I'm getting it for the single player, but I'm getting it to play with my friends. <laughs> That's, that was my point. Is I understand what you guys are totally saying about the story, and, and yes, they do have to show something. But you can show something that still needs work. You can have the yeah. right kind of demo with mm -hmm. the right kind of boundaries, and you like you know what. You can show something that looks appealing, which is it still has to follow through. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I if, I'll be honest with you. If Crackdown didn't have multiplayer, I wouldn't get it. Oh, I, I understand. I agree. It would be a boring game yep. without multiplayer. Yeah. You would just be jump. I mean, of course, you'd have the gameplay elements. You'd be jumping around, you having fun. But without your friends, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was always, always a, a integrated part of the whole game. Like the first one had multiplayer, the second one had multiplayer. So it, it would be weird to not have it there. Um, single player is good just to have, you know, get familiar with the levels. And I actually do really enjoy the single player a lot too, because um, you get to kind of play around with the systems and uh, have, you know, an off I don't want to say an offline experience. I mean, maybe I guess you can play it offline, but it's just it's just good to have kind of your own solitary campaign as well just to you know not always have to go online with people if, if you want you know fair enough some privacy you know <laughs> um well i think looking for i know this is kind of going off topic but i think looking for group i don't know if you guys have used the feature but i think looking for group has solved a lot of that problem too because it used yeah. to be where you have to deal with pugs which are basically you're dealing with people that are randoms um 
And that can be really bad. You get a lot of, you can end up with kids, you can end up with people that you really don't agree with, you know, constantly cursing or whatever, or people that don't use their mic or people that keep their mic constantly open with yelling in the background, you know. But at least with looking for group, you can go out there and go, I'm looking for three other people to play this game, we're going to do story, everyone needs a mic, everyone needs to be an adult. And if you're not, you're kicked out, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think looking for group helps a lot with that. It's fantastic. Um, it's very convenient. It's very quick, and it's it, it works on many different levels for many different people. It even it, it it even tells you how long someone's played the game before you add them like that. It's really nice. Um, I use it for Ark, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it, it it would it will help a lot for Crackdown as far as the single player experience for it not being so. Uh, how would you put it? So toxic, oh. <laughs> I want to say, with randoms. Um, yeah. uh, we could go over the quotes for Crackdown 3. They basically said, I'll just summarize it because it's a long quote. They basically said that they're delaying it because they want to deliver the game, the right game with, with the right quality at the right time. I, don't, I think the right time thing is complete. That's just PR, whatever. Um, <laughs> the right time yeah. would have been this year, not, not next year, spring. Um, I do agree. It needs to be the right quality. If this game released this year and it just it was clearly full of bugs, it wasn't ready. I a lot of people would be mad. Um, it's always disappointing. Well, this is what Phil Spencer said. It's always disappointing to move a date. We are very committed to sipping Crackdown Three to the level of quality the fans deserve. So basically, if you're taking them at their word, basically Phil Spencer played this game and he's like, this isn't this isn't ready, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, but it just kind of makes you wonder why why did they make the date like that? You know, why did they make a date in the first place if they weren't really sure? You know, maybe yeah. the maybe the builds got worse down the line. I don't know, but yeah, it's just kind of sucky. I mean, Shannon Loftus made like this this weird statement about like having the greatest launch lineup. I I, I kind of roll my eyes at that. I thought it was kind of kind of cringeworthy, but I, I understood why she had to do that. It was a PR, you know. So yeah, I there. I don't know if I don't like you never want to blame I I don't want to blame Phil Spencer. I like the guy. Although at a certain point you kind of you kind of got to look past that. But there's got to be management issues here um at some level with these games because they should have a better idea of where these games are. Um I understand that things can crop up. Things you don't foresee can can happen and it really sets a game back. But I, I, it's just in between all these games getting delayed, like Stacked at State of Decay 2, like all of these games, something's got to be going on. That or they're just looking at these games and they're not feeling like they're ready. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's a tough thing. I mean, we'll find out more as time goes on. Got Gamescom coming up. <laughs> yep. I, you know, and I and going back to Phil Spencer, I, I do give him credit because you, you, you can definitely tell he's trying – for the first party, in fact, um, with did you guys look into like the interview? Why well, can't I remember his name? Um, the the guy behind Quantum Break, um, obviously behind Oh Ellen um, Wake. Oh Sam Lake. Uh, yeah, Sam Lake. Yeah, Sam. How, how the heck can I not know? <laughs> it's okay. So, anyways, um, he had an interesting interview. It was pretty pretty raw and cut to the point, just about how. You know, they probably could have made, you know, another Alan Wake, but but you know, Phil and my Xbox, they wanted to have something new, just a fresh idea, you know, just to have a new IP. 
Mm-hmm. And is you know like, uh, so I, I give him credit in one way and in another way. It's like, man, I would have definitely rather seen an Ellen Wake. I, I, I'm not taking anything away from Quantum Break, um, but I would have rather seen an Ellen Wake than a Quantum Break. Um, but I see what Phil is trying to do. They're trying to get something fresh, not just the same things over and over again. Even though Ellen Wake is needs needs to have a sequel, and well, I guess we'll never know. This is where I make you sad, Rick, because this is my only argument that I use against them, against Remedy. It takes them too long to make a game. It does, yeah. It takes them so long. It took them this long to split Quantum the teams Break, up. How long did Quantum Break take? It was announced uh, yeah, in... It's like four years, five years. Oh, it's like a five-year development. And then you think about it, and it's like, are you, do you... Like, if you think about going to that schedule, you're talking about ten years for two games. Like, so if you want to do an Alan Wake, then an Alan Wake 2, I mean, that's an entire gen. I'm not saying you need to release a game. I'm not saying you need to release a game every year, but I think three years is good. Something like that, you know. I know that's still kind of strict on a developer, especially the smaller ones. But I think three years is a good amount, uh, especially for these studios that need to be getting them out. And these studios, not to mention, Remedy is no small studio. We're talking about studios with 200 people 300 people plus outsourcing yes that's that's unreal when i think about it i mean we have over 100 and it's 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 tough that's got to be crazy yeah just 100 people don't realize i mean it doesn't seem like a big number but 100 people is a lot of people it is yeah Uh, quantum break's problem was it was just i think it seemed like it went way over budget and they kind of took too long to develop everything Plus, especially because the tech was uh, developed from scratch as well. They had the Northlight engine, so that added to the whole R&D to it. So that, that, that was kind of a unfortunate side effect to that. So I, I think that kind of contributed to that whole thing. Um, I, I mean, I don't think... I, I, I see where Rick's going with the, with the Island Wake. I, I like Island Wake, but I, I do like the, the, the Quantum Break kind of sci-fi, third-person action stuff. I mean, and plus it's a Microsoft-owned property instead of like Island Wake, but... I would have liked to have seen Remedy do both, like, because I know they did pitch Microsoft the idea, and they kind of turned out, which which sucked, because they really would have been able to have a, a good yeah. grab there. Well, the entertainment thing. Remember back then, there was, and I'm not saying that that, because remember Phil had to. I feel like undo a lot of bad PR, um, yeah. but the whole entertainment thing, and they had to shut down that part of the studio. Like that was a really big push with Quantum Break. To a point where you could tell if you if you really read between the lines that Sam, remember that wasn't even their forte, but they learned how to do it. And he said it was a fun project, but I'm like thinking, man, I bet you, I bet you they would have been able to make. Uh, I don't know, I I don't know how I can phrase this, but it feels like maybe that entertainment thing that felt like that had to happen could have done something else if they didn't have to focus on that entertainment aspect. It could have been a longer yeah. game, and it probably well, probably oh, yeah. going to take less time to make. Yeah, just use um, the in-game cutscenes and I mean, models if you remember, they had to change the yeah. lead character at one point. Yeah, that was crazy. That was weird, man. Such a, like, um, a shock. And by the it. way, the, the funny thing is I really loved the video parts of Quantum Break. Yeah, they were good. It was good. Um, it was good drama. Supplemental. Really good drama. Yeah, it was good supplemental material, but it, it just wasn't really like... I, it just it was a little too time consuming, I guess, for, for the pace of the game. And I, yeah. I don't know. It, was, it just added to the whole... You know what's frustrating is that you look at studios like Naughty Dog, who are extremely flexible, where they could go from something like Uncharted to Horizon Zero Dawn to Last of Us, and they could do it quick. Like, it doesn't take them too long to put out a big game. And then you look over at Remedy or other Microsoft studios that work on these games, 
And it's like, look at what Naughty Dog's doing. And look at what, for that matter, look at what Turn 10 Studios is doing. Why are we not seeing this with other studios? Is it is it the talent? Is it the management? What's going on here, you know? Um, I don't oh, know. You mean as far as, like, just developing it on a tight schedule, I mean? Well, not only developing on a tight schedule, but being able to develop, being flexible. Like, not you don't yeah. have to keep doing the same franchise over and over. Being able to go from one franchise to another and still being able to make a pretty good game, even if it's the same genre. But, you know, mm. you know what I mean. But Yeah, for sure. It's the um, vision, it's the mentality, and, it, and it's, it's like uh, you, the few people at the top really affect the entire thing. So it's like those few people that are really making the big decisions within the company, like Dan Varvara, for example. I know I go back to Warhorse here and there, but, you know, I get a lot of, I learned so much more actually working in the industry. You know, I'm not, and I'm just saying, it's like, it's an amazing how you get different perspectives. It's like Dan Varvara, without him, like, he is so stinking creative with Mafia, with Kingdom Come Deliverance, it's like, my goodness, if we didn't have someone like him, we wouldn't be here. Like, yeah. there's so you you have these head guys, girls that are making these decisions, and it affects everybody else who works there. Yeah, people have inputs, but you have someone who has a vision, and you go with that. You lead producer, executive producer, uh, lead developer, whatever. And so Naughty Dog has that. Um, Remedy, I felt like, could have went somewhere with that. And you could go on down the line. There's been a lot of good like lead developers and designers, but like then what happens? Money, lack of support, agendas. And yeah. I think the agendas is what's really messed up the industry a lot. Yeah. And you so, know why I think Naughty Dog, I know we're going on a tangent here, but you know why, why I think Naughty Dog does so well though, is because they make such good games. And they make so much they, they're such a success for Sony that Sony Amazing. lets them do what they want. I think Sony yeah. allows them allows them to be open to do what they want. And that's really important for game developers. When you go in and you start saying, no, this game needs this, it needs to have this, it needs to have microtransactions, it needs to have multiplayer, you need to do what we want for this game. Um, oh. It starts hurting the game. And I, I could see arguments for skill bound with that like Microsoft really wanting multiplayer although I will argue that multiplayer was the main focus of that game from the beginning because the original trailer for that game so yeah, multiplayer sure um, absolutely. but still you can you could still go back and go I could see how things are forced into these games I could see how microtransactions are forced that's where I was going with Final Break I felt like there were some things that were forced oh yeah the video mm -hmm. the entertainment side was definitely a Microsoft decision I guarantee it um yeah yeah, I agree with Rick. There's something to be said about management of of games, and uh, definitely a lot of things in the air that kind of affect the outcome of a game. Uh, a lot of, um, uh, I, I don't want to say like random elements, but I, I, maybe I guess <laughs> maybe it should be maybe appropriate. Um, it's it's a big topic to debate currently on Twitter with me <clears throat> and a bunch of others. We're debating about whether you know like a studio like Three Four Three or Coalition should do like you know maybe expand and and. Uh, to be like a two-team studio and they, you know, alternate between the franchises, and that's been a big issue. I mean, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, well, they shouldn't be doing this because uh, they they should concentrate that one IP, and that's what they were built for." But on the other hand, um, Microsoft doesn't have any other studios, so the, the, what is the next best you know next best thing to do besides third-party partnerships? You, you know, expand your current studios. But um, that's a big topic of debate, and like people are, you know, like, uh, well. Are they able to handle a two-team thing and, or you know, stuff like that? So that, that's a big 
they know, don't even. Discussion. I don't even think they need to do a two-team. I think they need to emulate something like Naughty Dog does, where they work on an Uncharted, and then they go and they work on another. Diff- they work on a different project, and then they go mm-hmm. back to an Uncharted. Like, give them yeah. a break. Like, I think Turn Ten is really in need of that. Turn Ten needs to have another game to work on in between motorsports, stuff Ugh. like that. Even yeah, though I, I know there's a horizon, but I'm not even yeah. saying a driving game. I'm saying it could be yeah. anything. Just get the, let them have a break from Forza, and it might even. The important thing is, I'm betting this helps Naughty Dog also. Is when you're mm-hmm. able to do something else, it it makes you it makes you think about uh, more ways of changing the game you originally worked on. You know, exactly. It, exactly. It, 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 when you're working on the same thing over and over and over, you just kind of get into that tunnel vision, and yeah. <laughs> You just keep yeah, making the I same worry. thing. Yeah, that's why I worry that, about you know burnout for for you know these devs. Yeah, devs. Because if you if you've seen three four three, they they did have a, an exodus of talent before Halo six. I mean, I'm sorry, Halo five came out, and you could be it could be said that that contributed to the campaign's issues. Um, the multiplayer is great. Uh, a campaign is is uh, it's it's a mixed bag to me. To be honest with you, I, I didn't love the story, uh, but I, I do see a lot of good elements in there that could have been you know tweaked and with more time i think and maybe more more staff but that's that's the issue thing you know with the with the, with doing one thing for for so long and it's not like microsoft has like a ton of studios to, to transfer to so that that's uh a tricky thing to to maneuver yeah well uh let's move on to because we've been on this forever uh Oh, sorry. I feel like I, I, I cut <laughs> off. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, it's, it, it, if we got fun, let's do it. Because otherwise, we'll stay here forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the new dashboard alpha preview, which they are already. We kind of missed. You know, didn't do it so last week, so we missed this. But they're already changing it um, using from community feedback. Thankfully, um, I kind of like it aesthetically, but it kind of feels something more like. It feels like they made it more like if you were using it on your tablet. You know, mm-hmm. everything's a bit bigger. Uh, there's less pins. You know, it's it's. I don't like it. I don't. I didn't. I didn't like it when I. F- I. I don't. What I'm saying, I didn't like it when I first. I still don't. Kind of. I really. Yeah. I like the current dashboard. To be honest. Yeah, over I do this too. one. It's too um, pared down to me. It's too cut down. It's too yeah. it's too simplified. I I I see the reason it's it's a streamline and make it more functional. But I hope they do add more to it and kind of not do that messy, you know, uh, bulletin board whatever for the people. Cause I, I like the linear look of that. And that doesn't mean I'm like all upset or anything. Like X, Microsoft Xbox Live is clearly the best. I think by far to play it for an online experience. Oh, for service, it's no, it's no competition. Nothing's even close. Yeah, but I just don't like it. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and sir, you—that's the thing. If if we were in the attitude of liking everything they did, nothing would get improved. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's and it's a good thing. People are going out. They're telling them that they don't like it, and they're already—they've already done a, a quite a few changes to it. So hopefully. They keep listening to feedback and making it better before they launch it. And it should be said, it is alpha. Although mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it's going to change a huge amount before it goes out to everyone. And it will eventually yeah. go out to everyone. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not my choice there. Uh, but, yeah. yeah it, like, originally with this new DAS, they were only going to have 18 pins. Like, and now they're they're putting that up to 40. And it's like, guys, come on, Mal. 
Uh, yeah, 40 is, 40 is good. I like, the more pins, the better for me. <laughs> well, you got to think, like, I have 400 games now or something like that. Yeah, a lot of people are lot. starting to, there's a lot of people starting to get up there in amount of games, and it's getting hard to, it, it, it's getting hard to make it to where it's really easy to get to the games I want to play commonly. So yeah. it, 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 it hurts more than it helps. Um, it's not like on PC, where on PC I can, I can hit the Windows key and if I wanted to play Halo, I could just type eight A, and I'm there. You know, it's not mm -hmm. like that. You can't. You don't really get that experience on console. You got to move around the console. You got to go to my games and apps. You got to go down to eights, and then, then you get the Halo, and it's like it. it it's an. It's. You got to find a way around that, and hopefully they're thinking about that. Voice was a good way around it, except for Cortana kind of sucks now, and no. <laughs> Connect is gone. Um, <coughs> shout out to also uh, Super Nintendo Dad. What's up, Dad? Oh yeah, Nintendo. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Nintendo and uh, Jazzy Noop. What's up, dude? Mighty Moss. Mighty Moss, yes. Blown up. So I yeah, I jumped into chat late. Sorry, so I'm, that's why I'm like <laughs> so behind. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with the. Uh, oh, Dad said Agents of Mayhem probably designed multiplayer because of frame rate drops. Okay, yeah, I. I, I heard that cool. game on yeah. a GTX 1080 runs at like 40 frames. It's like that's not oh. good, guys. That's. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's not good. <laughs> yeah, not good at all. <laughs> um, any other words on this dashboard? I mean, there's not much to say about it. I mean, if you want, if you if you care more about what's in it and stuff, there's some videos you can watch they've made. Um, other than, uh, I guess the plain thing is we just don't like it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like and and like Mike Ybarra would say, just just go to their feedback page and leave feedback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mike's really good with that. He's really awesome in the community. I and. Um, they're always going to be listening to the community. I, I've never, I haven't seen uh, Nintendo nor Sony listen to the community like Microsoft has. I, I just oh, think no. that's obvious, my opinion. But I've, we've had Mike Ybarra blow up our chat room like five, six times, maybe even ten times, like in our podcast <laughs> chat room. Like they're really awesome guys. Yeah. Yeah. Support for Mixer is really Is, is this really where great. we go off on a tangent about how Sony still doesn't have a major Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, for the longest time, people thought that their Sony blog was, like, a good, no, you know, like, replacement. But I, it's just it's good for developers because they get to interact with Major Nelson's audience. blog wasn't really what made Major Nelson Major Nelson. What makes Major Nelson Major Nelson is that you go on Reddit and, like, for instance, the thread on this dashboard... You have a lot of, you know, the, a lot of the chat was, of course, people going, this is not good. Like, I, we don't like this. And then the top, like, comment there is Major Nelson saying, I'm telling them, you know, I'm going to report all this feedback to them. You know, I'm going to tell them to come and look at this thread. That's what makes Major Nelson Major Nelson, is that you go and he's always there on these big topics. If, if there's a big, I can't tell you the amount of times I've been on the subreddit and there's a guy having technical problems that really need to be addressed by Microsoft themselves, and he comes in there and helps get them hooked up. You that's know, fantastic. You know, that's work. You don't see that with Nintendo. You don't see that with Sony. It just doesn't happen. Um, no. And, oh, God, let's not even get started on that Nintendo voice chat thing. Because if they <laughs> listen to their community... <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Let's go to... Gamescom. We'll talk about a little yes. Gamescom. Rick is going to Gamescom. Biggest game, so. I heard it's yes. really hot. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, I heard it's really, really hot in there. 
I mean, you're talking over 400,000 people. people yeah. Well, people don't realize how much heat that generates. <laughs> when, you're, when you're in there, you're, you're thinking about Dead Rising, like, oh, my goodness, this is filled with zombies. I'm homing it out here. Hey, at least, at least zombies are dead, so they're not generating heat. It's worse than that. <laughs> the, the, the nice thing is that we get to, you know, we spend the first few days in the business booth, and the, it, there's pros and cons, like, E3 is, there's so much more, so many more rules and regulations at, at E3. And in Gamescom, a little more laid back, we, they actually get better service to us too at Gamescom. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> um, well, I mean, because like you actually have people that you have like a food booth and they give us food and drinks so we can just like go right there and go right back in. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, I love E3 and Gamescom. I'm just, there's just pros and cons of both. Like E3, it's well, with the exception of the whole public thing, which was really, that's a whole side note, but there, that was really interesting, especially people working in the industry, to not not the biggest fans of allowing public to go to E3, but um, Gamescom obviously is open to that, but I do like the business booth because it's not as insane over there. Uh, and then you see it open to the masses, and you're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> what is going on here? I'm going to get mowed down by humans. I'm surprised anyone gets a, <laughs> gets a chance to play anything with Fortnite. Sometimes they're only in line for one game, maybe two. That's Jeez. so nuts. It's it really seem worth insane. it though. Well, I've always heard it's not. It's more about making connections than it is playing the games, unless you're there specifically with appointments to go play games. Um, all right. sure, sure it is. But you know, making those connections—that's a big help. <laughs> uh, uh, that's the thing, like, when we eventually go to E3, it's going to be more about meeting you guys and, you know, hanging out than it is, you know, of course, you'll be working, but <laughs> see, at least saying hi. And then... <laughs> yeah, sure, or gaming then, parties afterwards, those are just as fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, I might play Forza once, and then that's all I get to play at E3. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, the... Um, Well, they said, we are doing something we haven't done in a while at Gamescom. It will be different from what fans expect, but I'm excited. I have no idea what that means. It's so vague. Like, it could be anything. <laughs> That's the thing. You, you never know with, with Phil and then and, and these and the Xbox uh, channels, you know. So, I, I don't know what, what it could be. I, I don't... Do you think it'll be just... They're saying uh, they've, they're doing something they haven't done in a while. So, that implies they've done it before. Yeah. So, well, maybe. Uh, hey, maybe they're. Uh, could they be as bold as actually giving away? No, they wouldn't do that. Oh, the Xbox, Xbox One, One X. X yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be insane, right? But they only did that yeah. once with the Xbox Slim. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I feel like it'd be too much though for them <laughs> to no, take. Right. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Maybe they'll shower the crowd with Doritos. I'll tell you, their fan <laughs> fests are absolutely amazing. Uh, I, yeah, I, that's I, very I good. and boy, they they really. I mean. All the stuff they do, the parties, the the, the 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 game, they give you exclusive access, and then you get to talk to these guys, Major Nelson, those guys. It's just and Aaron Greenberg. It's it's awesome. I do it's, wonder why no one else has emulated that because I think that would be an awesome thing for Nintendo to do is have a fan fest. Well, same with Sony, right. all of them. Yeah, like yep. they already bring in fans for their shows. Like Sony had, uh, I forgot, was it their their thing when they were showing off 4K HDR where the whole the whole audience was fans, I believe. Or I don't remember. It was one of those, one of the shows they did. But it's PSX, like PSX, maybe. It might have been PSX. That makes more sense. Um, yes, I think so. And PSX is kind of like a fan fest. But the thing is, it it makes you look better to the community. But mm -hmm. hey. 
Um, so what do you guys, well, we know what you'll be doing, Rick, at GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it. Are yeah, you, are you ready to do presentations again? Oh, I'll tell you what, we are three days at the business booth, and normally when you get to the end of the third day, you are totally done. Yeah. You're like, ah. and the, but now, and this is exciting, though. This is the first time we've had a public booth um, and a business booth together. So, you know, people, not just the press this time, for the first time, they're going to be able to play it. And then so then Toby and I, Toby, our, my PR manager, then we're going to go to the public booth for a couple of days and, and, you know, help people who are playing. We're going to have like 30 computers there um, with controllers, you know, for people to play. And, oh, my goodness. we It's going to be insanely busy. But it is a fun busy. Are we going to be exhausted? Yes. Is it going to – it's bittersweet. When you work yeah. there, it's bittersweet. You love the reaction of the fans. That's like my energy. Like <laughs> I see the fans come – and because the press are fans too. They're gamers too. And when you see the press getting excited about it, and then you're gonna see the public and the fans. It's like, man, it's like it's my fuel. You know, it's that's where I'm like, I'm almost like dead. You know, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I love you. It's like being at a concert or something. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, that, that's. What I was actually gonna ask Rick, like, so like when you present this game so many times, don't you like feel like burnout and just kind of like you don't want to see the game at all for like a couple of days or something? You know, <laughs> after you finish, like, just displaying it so much. Yeah, uh, <laughs> wheels are spinning when you get towards the end. Oh my goodness. When Toby and I at E3 were getting towards the end, he's like, I can't even talk, Rick. Just go. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> and then there was one time I, like, I, I did the number two deal, like, two times in, like, an hour. Like, I just, I'm sorry, but I was, like, like this. I was, like, holding my stomach. I was talking one time. Like, not really bad. I'm, like, oh, guys, just give me a minute. I'm like, okay. So, and then uh, you just you just got to keep going. And, 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 and the smiles for me, though, are not, like, fake smiles because you do – I hope when someone talks about a game that they're passionate about it, like genuinely passionate about it. Otherwise, I wonder why are they talking about the game? If like they talk about it, like, yeah, and you know yeah. what, we're going to have multiplayer and, you know, you can look for 30 hours of content and really look forward to seeing you, you know, play the game. That's, you know, there, there's got to be energy and passion. Yeah, you can tell. That, that's what keeps me going to the end, but it, it does get tough on that last day. Oh, man. It does. You know, E3 is big, but do you guys see Gamescom as your biggest, though? I mean, like, with you yeah, guys, with them event, being right? in Europe and... Yes, for Kingdom Come Deliverance, absolutely. Um, uh, it was, and uh, Steam, it was like, in, in Europe, it was like third on this charts when we first put it up on pre-ordered. Um, it was like the top-selling, third top-selling game that day, or fourth or something overall. And it's definitely that. That's what's so awesome, though. Like that, I love that we're gonna get like a a lot of European fans that are more into the story and role playing aspect of the game, and 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 the American side, people talk more about the combat, just the way it is. Um, in general, not not everybody. Some people are in America, of course, looking at a fresh approach to not just we can have a game of investigation and exploration without a hack and slash like. You can have a good balance, and obviously we're based on history. But being that it's from the Czech Republic in Europe, uh, Gamescom is, I don't know, sure, I'm sure. We're, we're obviously, like, really wanted to be big everywhere. But yeah. Europe is, you know, there's something special to be said there. I have a question that might be interesting. How do you deal with an E3? It's in America, of course. So the language, usually you might get some Spanish speakers, but maybe not a ton. 
but it's mostly just all English. What do you? How do you guys deal with the English, the ang language barrier? Like, there's so many different languages in Europe, and I know it's it's in Germany, right? Gamescom is yeah. in Germany, and then you got people coming. You have to have people coming from Spain. You got people coming from uh, yeah. all all of the countries over there. It would tire me out just listing them all. So how do you, does it hurt when you're doing that? Like, you go up to someone you want to talk to them, and they don't speak English. <laughs> well. We have to remember that we're pretty lazy Americans and we only know one language and everybody over there pretty much knows English. It is English. the greatest language, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most broad language, but uh, no, they everyone there pretty much can speak English. Now, here's okay. another thing. However, um, Toby, his uh, native land is, is from Germany. And so, so Toby knows how to speak German and Czech. And so there are presentations where they're completely in German. Um, and, and, you know, we have PR and, and we work with, you know, the, uh, when you set up your appointments, well, if there's a lot of Germans in one, let's get all the German journalists and, you know, put them all in the same interview. So this way, and what's funny is Toby's talking right in German. I don't know German. So I just have to know the cues and kind of get a feel, of, you know, but it's worked out fine. But the first, I remember the first presentation and I'm playing because we would rotate, right? But if he's going to do the presentation in German, I'm obviously he's going to talk. I'm not, when I'm playing, I'm like, just keep looking at him. I'm playing I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm just I'm American, like, ignore me. <laughs> oh God, if no. you guys ever have to go to China, enjoy. That's going to be hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, but we have a lot of fun. The language barrier actually is not that bad. In fact, we're more diverse in that way because Toby speaks German. Then, you know, you have Czech. And, they, and most of those guys, for the most part, speak good English. And uh, for those who don't, um, I actually even have to correct uh, news articles, newsletters, that, I, that and things like that that you'll see that um, are from our guys. But I'm actually doing all the grammatical corrections for English. It's kind of funny. But uh, it, it's good. It's cool. What, um... Do you get uh, how many Eastern Europeans do you get? They have to. I've I've noticed they've been getting them gaming more often. Like, do you guys get a lot of Eastern Europeans, or is it more? I know. Let's be honest. The West Europe is huge, and they're huge in the media and gaming. But then you see stuff like Eastern Europe's finally starting to get into the game with stuff like Metro and World of Tanks and uh, I believe War Thunder. They have a lot of games like that. Um, do you see a lot of them or come across them? Well, you, you, you do, and it's, and it's especially because, again, that we're from Czech Republic. And when you yeah. have, even though you're talking, like, we'll say, like, the, the I, voice first. Um, I know, I, I should have said Warhorse because you guys are, <laughs> they are, they are technically in Eastern Europe. So well, Yeah, but no, it's okay, it's okay. But, like, but even talking about, so for example, like, London, you have a famous actor, uh, Brian Blessing, but he's actually a famous, more so a European actor that even though he's from London, England, um, the, the cool thing is that uh, because he's so well known that any, a lot of people from Europe can just, uh, almost, I don't know if you want to say relate to a guy like that, but they know the guy and it's for his witty, his, his, his humor, uh, being outspoken, he's, he's a great guy. And so when you can relate to, you know, Europe, Europe, there's something about, I know, yeah, Eastern Europe, Western, but, you know, Europe is, sometimes when it comes down to it, it's Europe, like America's America. Um, so I guess my point is, is that you're going to see more gamers come out of the woodworks uh, for Kingdom Come Deliverance. And I see that in the forums. I see that when I have a winner of a contest and I'm like, 
oh man, that's right. Because when I do contests, we never say U.S. only. That'd be pretty stupid since the company's in Czech Republic. So they give me stuff. They send stuff to my house, and then it's from they're they're from. I had a winner from what, was it Poland? Uh, I had winners from, well from all over, whatever. And and then I'm like, okay, I can't ship to them unless you want me to spend 150 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So literally, like I, I had someone. It was a contest winner from Scotland. And it was 100 hours to ship. So I'm like, okay, wow, I'm gonna have them do it. So I I forgot like you you don't especially being in America you forget about places like Poland which are getting a lot bigger nowadays. They're they're a country not really talked about before, very low-key, but now they're starting to get bigger, becoming a bigger player. And you're hearing more about the people that live there, and, you know, it's just something that happens over time. Um, would you ever do a presentation in North Korea for their leader, Kim Jong-un? Would you Would you do it? Would you take the risk for a war horse? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? For I leader. I've done crazy things in my life. Going to see Kim jong <laughs> you know what? I'd probably... Yeah, you know, have an interesting conversation with him. I don't know if I'll live to see the end of the conversation. But, you know, <laughs> I do it. Sure, why not? I'm sorry, that was a dumb <laughs> question, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, I, I just I rode the gravy train there. I mean, I it's all gravy to me. I I, I love this thing. I love traveling with them. I um I, I absolutely love it. So hey, if I if I gotta go, you know, talk to a few pretty interesting rulers and kings or whoever you want <laughs> send me there just pay me and uh you know give me a couple of henry's swords so i have a self-defense wouldn't that be interesting if like you randomly got up a call from saudi arabia or something and they were like you, you know how they like they'll hire kanye west just to go out there and do concert for him if you just got a call from saudi arabia and they're like yeah i'd like a presentation for kingdom come deliverance <laughs> wouldn't hey, that stuff be hilarious one. just like, i'm there and I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry if we're, uh, I'm jumping on you, but you're the only one here that's actually been to Gamescom, and you're going. No, so you talk to me. We can talk about whatever you want. Uh, oh, you know what? I got a question. Of course, I had all the questions so far, but uh, are are you going to get any time to be in Europe beyond that? Um, yes. In fact, um. Oh, you know what? Sorry, one sec here. This, sorry, guys. Yes, I am sending a quick text. I see how it is. Professional. Sent. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, what was the question again? <laughs> Are you going to get any time in Europe beyond uh, oh, Gamescom? Man. You know what's going to be awesome? Okay, so last year, um, after Gamescom, we actually went to a, a monastery. And we, we stayed there for, what was it, two days? And this monastery um, is over 500 years old. And, and yeah, we got to learn even how they made their beer, because um, uh, that's a lot of thing the monks took pride in was their beer, and how it was from four ingredients only. And today in America, you probably got like a thousand ingredients. You know, this chemical, that chemical, you can't read it. It's terrible. But um, this time around, Toby was telling me, my PR manager, that we're going to go to some Kingdom Come Deliverance actual sites, right? Because based on history, so we're going to go to a couple sites and. Uh, to see it itself, maybe Sazaba. Um, man, I, I would love to go to Sazaba because they, they usually go there every year. Um, but yeah, and then and then I'll go to the studio. So I always go there at least once a year. And so yeah, I'll go to sites, I'll go to the studio, and they're all they're, a lot of them are good friends to me at this point. I talk to some of them quite frequently. So look yeah, forward to it. That's nice. I'll cool. get to, um, in over there beyond Gamescom because 
like I'd like to go to Europe at some point, but it's awesome that you're not just going there to be at Gamescom to get worn out to come back. <laughs> no, yeah, I love that I can go to the Czech Republic. I love that I yeah. can go to the sites. I can't wait to do that, even as being a fan. And then I can't wait to see all the guys from the studio and say hi, give them all big hugs, and uh, the ladies and boys over there, and 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 you know, hang out. And so I'll be there for about ten days. Which some people say that man, that's a long time. I'm like, no, it's not. No. When you go. To you know, Gamescom, and then I only have a few days to squeeze in with these guys. You know, I like to go for a little longer, but it's tough. You know, there's the balance of, you know, what I got to do at home as well, so. And you think about, you compare the United States to Europe, the, well, I don't know how it is in the Czech Republic, but, like, in, you know, you look at the UK, a lot of their, like, mandated by government, they get, what, 25 days off a year? Or 30 mm -hmm. days or more? And over in America, we don't get that. If you work yeah. for the government, you might get something like that, but not most of these jobs. We're not getting those kinds of benefits, or you know, you no. might you might get a no. week. <laughs> you, know, you may yeah. you might get a week, and yeah. So uh, a lot of and it, it's funny because it kind of freaks out those European guys when they hear about that. It's like no, now we're working forty hours a week, and then maybe more, and we don't get the time off. We barely get sick days. So uh, yeah, it's not as it's not that much time at all. Um, but, uh, Gamescom, I don't know what else to say about Gamescom. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. I don't know if they're going to do a 4k stream again. I hope they do. I heard um, they won't. So that's, that's unfortunate, but that is unfortunate. They should be doing yeah. another 4k stream. They should be doing it every time they're selling off Xbox one X stuff. Yeah. Um, I would like them to see eventually make it even a little bigger than what it is. Like, I'm not talking about people wise. It's pretty darn big as far as people wise, but. Gamescom, no matter how big they make it, it's still an afterthought of, in a way, yeah. because of how big E3 is. And, but then again, you have more companies that are pulling away from E3, so it's like, all right, fine. Why don't we make Gamescom a little bigger, too? Like, yeah. I'd like to see that more, because you, no one gets as excited as they do when E3 is. Um, yeah. But that's a hard balance, too. Companies only have... There's a, there's a lot of money that goes into, by the way, going to E3 and Gamescom. We're talking some companies will spend over $1 million dollars. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, it seems to fluctuate between like you know the years between the what's more important or I mean not even what's more important, which is how are you going to split your coverage and how are you going to like manage uh, your, your game coverage on the you know E3 and Gamescom. So very interesting. Uh, I know Microsoft. I used it uh, for Scalebound and Quantum Break the other time because they wanted to split it between E3, which uh, which was kind of cool. I mean it was. It just kind of took away from E3 at that at that time, though. Sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, I, I'm kind of I'm not really expecting a whole lot from Microsoft like Gamescom. Uh, not like nothing crazy, but um, I will be very interested to see what they have to to reveal because I think the Recore thing is out of the bag already. But they're probably going to still go ahead and yeah, they'll show it. They'll probably show it at yeah. the presentation. Yeah, so it'll be Recore, Crackdown Three, hopefully multiplayer demo. I mean the. Uh, what do you call it? Destruction. Hopefully some new Fortress 7 content. Yeah, they're definitely going to show more Fortress stuff because I feel like they just showed only they only showed the desert and the the rain. So definitely. Yeah. Well, we've been getting pictures. So and they 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 showed off. I think we're up to 550 cars they revealed so far, and mm. they've revealed all the tra environments now, and we've gotten quite a few pictures now every time they do reveals for cars. But yeah, video wise, all we've gotten is a Dubai track. And it would yeah. be nice to get some 4K videos or something more than that. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, 
Watch Super Lucky Tales. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be yeah, good. One. That's a good one. Yeah. Cuphead. Cuphead. Yeah. Cuphead. Finally, Cuphead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it, correct me if I'm wrong here, but they're not starting that uh, co-op, are they? Initially, it's more couch co-op, right? Oh, for Cuphead. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like couch co-op. I haven't seen anything indicating like an online co-op, but uh, I mean, I hope that would be that, that would be unfortunate. Yeah, it needs to happen. Well, that's like that. Was that new Ubisoft game they're showing off where you play two guys breaking out of prison, and it uh, was like okay. it's couch co-op only. It's like I get it. I understand. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Couch co-op's <laughs> awesome, but I don't want a couch co-op. I want to play with my friends. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's more common to play online than it is. I mean, to unless you have a, like a large group of people you usually play with, like on you know nights, like Friday nights or something. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we're done with Gamescom. For now, anyway. We'll, we'll, Gamescom will happen, and we'll have stuff to talk about next week, so hopefully we have some good stuff to talk about. Yeah, uh, definitely. Don't want to get people's hopes up too much. I don't think they're going to announce a new game or anything like that, anything crazy. Yeah. But, uh, <coughs> Fable. Yeah, Fable. <laughs> yeah, did you see that stuff? That's Fable game. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, honestly, Gamescom would be the place to announce a Fable game, I think would be yeah uh, it, it kind of was, take, it, it, it's, it follows a precedent in some ways um you, you know what i was gonna say uh i think one thing that really hurts gamescom though is the fact that it's so close to e3 mm, i mean yeah. it's also yes. that it's after it's, uh, e3 i agree it's so close though like if it was later in the year like maybe september or october or something like that or if e3 was a bit earlier just have some time between them, and it would be more time to announce some stuff. Or, I kind of feel like E3 should be the place to announce all your stuff for the end of the year, and Gamescom should be the place to announce all your stuff for the next year. You know, hmm. but oh yeah, who knows? Uh, companies are going to do what they do. So, uh, let's—we've been going on forever, so let's just do what we've been playing, and we can get out of here. Um, I've just been playing Ark because I played too much Ark. Uh, I'll be playing less of it soon because I, I'm starting my new job on Monday. Yeah. So, uh, awesome. awesome. Nice. Yeah. Art. No, no, no Conan for you, Jason? No what? Conan, no Conan Exiles. Conan Exiles? Yeah. I haven't tried it yet. Um, I've heard good things. I've also heard bad things. So oh, I might yeah. I might give it a try at some point. But uh, right now, I just it, just in that thing where I'm just playing one game right now. I'm not messing with anything else. I gotcha. It just seemed like up your alley, so I kind of was wondering. I might give it a try at some point, and I'll report to you guys whether or not it's any good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. No problem. Well, I'll let Rick go ahead first, because I have to queue up my, my list. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, on, on that note, I did give Conan Exiles a chance, but the thing that it, it might be hard to do, but what I don't like is they put you in the very beginning of the game, and you only have an hour. If you're, if you're doing the demo, okay? Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is I spend way too much time trying to make my character. So when I got my character made and trying to figure out what I was doing, I had 15 <laughs> minutes left. 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Like, just, you know, just throw us in the game. Throw us in the damn game and, like, let us do something. Okay, Rick, yeah. I have a question. Yeah. How nice were you down – how nice were you to your character in the downstairs? <laughs> <laughs> How far did you go with the slider? <laughs> you no, know, funny. I saw the chest size, and I'm like, oh, boy, how funny is this? Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, like, I, I, th I actually saw people get bummed, uh, bummed out because they don't show genitals uh, 
on the console version oh, yeah, of like, right. really is, is that is that where we're going with this now yeah <laughs> I, it wanted an uncut uh, experience I, I, yeah yeah what? yeah yeah but by the time i mean my dude i had like literally and then trying to figure out what to do 15 minutes left and i, I want to get into that game a little more but I don't think that's how you show off a demo. I think you just throw someone in there so they can see, you know, some I, more I of the elements. I think the way EA can... Access does it's better. Although they, it depends on the game, but they give you more time generally. But yeah. but yeah, other than that, um, I, I actually because we you talked about record a few times, I finally finished the game. Wow, nice. And, yeah, and I, I gotta say that it's a game that they could build on and. I think it was well done. I think if it was 60 bucks, I would have had a problem with that. Because mm. I just don't think no matter how much you can justify it, that you can make a $60 game and beat in five to eight hours. I don't understand it. I'll never agree with it. I don't care how good the game is. I, you know, like Hellraiser. I'm, I'm, I know I'm calling out games. I don't care. You know, <laughs> or, or like um, I got, uh, oh, hold on one second. What's it called again? Oh, the order, the order, eighteen eighty six. I have that game ready to play because I got it for ten bucks. I would never spend sixty dollars on a game like that. I get so frustrated when I think about that, but I don't know why I went on that tangent. Forgive me. <laughs> That's uh, okay. Well, you but, you care oh, about value to you know oh, okay. to gameplay, you know, so that I hear you. And the, and you know, I I think that um, no, you know what? Unless I was stupid about it, the one thing I don't like is when you can't choose a difficulty. Um, yeah. yeah, that's weird. You can do that in record, and I'm like, man, I, I always like the I, – I, honestly, I choose the absolute most insane mode possible. I hate it when I have to beat a game then to play the harder difficulty. So, But that that's only one knock on it, but I really like the – record is very simply laid out. It wasn't hard to figure out. It was just a game where you could go in and enjoy it. It's uh, not a stressful game by any means. It's it's almost that, that you know it, it almost reminded me of like how you play Fable and you know it's Fable's not as uh, like maybe as intense in a way I guess it can be of course but it's just a game where you can kick back and relax and chill and even though there's action packed and stuff it's just it was just a good game and uh, so it's happy to beat that um, I look forward to the other content and then um, I'm still working on Ghost Recon I played that a little it's bit a with my friend game. Chuck. It's a fantastic oh game. it's a great game and I can't wait to actually get through it with my friend, because we try and play it all together by the book, and then once that happens, we're going to have to all catch up and play some multiplayer, because it really, I actually like, I think, I actually think I'm going to like what they are doing, and Ghost Recon is my, actually, honestly, my favorite multiplayer game of all time, besides oh. back in the day of, yeah, of Goldeneye, because I played it competitively, and I'm a uh, future soldier, but I yeah. liked it best in Advanced War, uh, Gra 2. I would recommend, See, I, I like my tip for the game is that if there's guns in that game you really want, just go out of your way and find the, the thing to tell you where they are. And just go get them. That way you can play through the games you enjoy using rather than happen to come across them. Mm. Um, or, I mean, you could do that with your friend too. Like, let's go both get the M4 or the M249 or whatever that so that we can play through it with what we want to use. Because once you beat the game, it's like, I'm not going to play the entire game again just because I unlocked the guns. <laughs> you know? mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I would recommend that. And then get the get, go out of your way just to get the, the modifications that make your guns a bit better, like the parts and stuff. Um, and you know what's fun about that game is you can go anywhere in that game from the beginning. Like, if you want to, you can just get in a helicopter and go to the hardest oh, yeah. zone possible. You could try it. <laughs> You're likely not oh, going to do anything. It's such a fantastic game. I just, I love Ghost Recon. I was skeptical a little bit when they 
changes to that, but I just, I love it. And it just, I'm just really disappointed that they focus on that even more than multiplayer. That pissed me off because Ghost Recon is multiplayer first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they made a great campaign. I just, I just hope they live up to the multiplayer aspect of it. But the only other thing, (laughs) excuse me, I was going to say is for PC, Salt and Sanctuary, I'm going to hit that next. I can't wait to play that game, that arcade game. Yeah, I heard it's very Soulsy too. Yep, that's why I'm a Soulsy nut. <laughs> you beat Dark, nice. Dark Souls 3, so we talk about that. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, I, I'm just going to be honest here. Um, I, I very, very rarely try and use four letter words. I just. <laughs> you know, and I'm not just saying that because of religious and stuff. Um, but I was so pissed so many times at that game. Like you mother, you know, like I'm just, I don't know about you guys, but when I get to the boss and I finally am about to beat him and I only have two more hits left, I don't know why, but I start, I freeze. Like, like, I, uh, uh, and I start just like slashing, just trying to beat him real quick. And yeah. he kills me at the end, I'm like, you son of a bitch, take my <laughs> You know, I get so mad. Yeah, you I'm get like, like anxious because you want to like finish him off. Bed. Yeah, and then I'm like, I am not going to bed until I beat this son And like, <laughs> Then I, then, then I finally beat that one guy that's, like, on his knees. Have you guys played that game? I've played yeah, Dark Souls, yeah. I understand the feeling. <laughs> Remember that guy? He's on his knees. He swings that sword, and then you, you beat him. You're like, oh, I finally got him. And then that witch or whatever and it's like, reviving him. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And then I'm like, oh, no, you don't. And I was like, bam, and I killed her. And uh, and then he's trying to get him. Like, bam, get him. You know? <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit I'm a lightweight because I gave up on Dark Souls when I got to that wolf that holds the sword in its mouth and I was like, oh, the first Dark Souls, right? Yeah, I can't. No, I can't do this. <laughs> there are some really difficult fights. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know there's strategies to everything. It was just. Yeah. That game can be frustrating. It really can be. <laughs> but see, I, I feed it's off rewarding, that. It's rewarding though. Just... Yeah. Um. Well, well, yeah. Well, uh, just briefly, Dark Souls Three. My most frustrating part so far in Dark Souls Three is the the Abyss Watchers. I I got past that already, but it was just like, God, it was so frustrating. It was so bad. Like, yeah, that's, that's one of the worst parts. And, and if you can, people are like, oh, well, you can just get like a co-op person. I'm like, no, no, I have to do this by myself. I can't. I can't let somebody else help me with the same fight. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good game. I I play that game often. And, like. It, off and on, though, I, sometimes I just can't take anymore, and I just I stop playing for a while, and then just get back into it. But uh, yeah, it's a good one up. So uh, the Xbox released a lot of back impact games that were good this week. Um, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, that was bad a company. great bad company as well. Yeah. Um, so I've been pl- playing a little bit of Metal Gear Rising, um, also Batman Arkham Origins because I had the disc. I was like, oh, I might as well pop it in, and I got engrossed again. Awesome. So that's, that's yeah, that's a good it's a good game. Um, on Xbox One, I've been playing um, Cinemora EX. That's the like shooting side scroller. It's a, it's a shoot 'em up. Uh, great game as well. Um, and it has translations from the I think it was German uh, dialogue. Or I'm not 100%, but yeah, that was a good one. Uh, played a little bit of over, a slight little bit of Overwatch because they had some updates for that. Uh, Mad Max. That that's a oh, that's awesome a good game. game. It's an underrated yeah. game. That game needs yeah, man. HDR, man. It really oh, God, does. Yeah. yeah, the sunlight and sunsets and stuff, it's pretty good. 
And uh, it starts out very slow. I tell you, I kind of wonder, like, what what am I going to do with this threat? Because you don't really have much. Yeah. My biggest problem with that game is I think the driving physics could have been better. If they nailed the driving physics, that game would have been much better. But it's still a great game. Yeah, it's a little loosey goosey. Uh, yeah. I wish a little tighter, but uh, yeah, definitely a very awesome post apocalypse post apocalyptic game. Uh, very interesting setting. It makes you really wonder what happened. You know, with the especially the the dry seabed. That that's one of the most interesting. Um, lore parts it's like what would you know dry away a whole sea that's kind of weird but australia finally gets another game and it's post-apocalyptic <laughs> <laughs> i know right and, and that game had the misfortune of, of launching during metal gear which is like oh man that sucks because yeah it but at this point you know I'm, I'm sure people have heard enough about it to try it out um playing actually a lot of mass effect as well uh, andromeda picked that up on sale not too long ago it's a good game um well, Good game, yeah. It's it's patched up. And it's not a fantastic it, game. I I'd say it. it's not. It's a great game, but it's not fantastic. It's no, it, it's it's decent to solid. I, I would say it's 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 just it's a fun. It, the, the Xbox doesn't have a whole lot of action RPGs like that. So yeah. if you need one, this is definitely a good fit for that. I'll put it um, this way: I wish there was another Andromeda for me to play. I know, like man. It, 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 it it leaves you wanting more, and that's the biggest problem with that game. Not yeah, that it's not long see. enough, not that it doesn't have enough content. It's just you really want more of the universe, and it's not there. Uh, yeah, it, it needed that DLC, but yeah. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes, but I doubt it. Um, Metal Gear Ground Zeroes, I'm trying to get some achievements on that. that that's uh, that, it's, I think it's even tougher than um, uh, Phantom Pain, actually, but uh, very, very awesome stealth game. I uh, also played a little bit of Ghost of a Tale. That's a good game preview game the graphics are gorgeous that that's a uh, like a little mouse in um like a, a dungeon of some sorts and you gotta like stealthily get past guards and cool stuff like that so give it a shot game it's a game preview game you can sample it for i think 30 minutes maybe a little bit more um and also lastly sonic mania that, that game is awesome very awesome nostalgic trip uh, back to like my, my old sonic days that i love from like, Gen sega genesis uh a lot of Sonic 3, uh, Sonic 2, 1, and plus the remix of the soundtrack, which is awesome. Uh, highly recommend that game if you're a Sonic fan. Yeah, keep hearing good stuff about it, for sure. I know it's sacrilegious, but I, my game when I was a kid was Pokemon, and I never got into Sonic and Mario. I just didn't, and it's so sacrilegious. <laughs> But I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is cool, man. You know, you have a lot of catching up to do. You know. <laughs> well, no, I have tried. Believe me, I've tried going back to Mario so many times. This is not the game for me. It just really isn't. I've tried so many times. Uh, mm. Same with Sonic. They're fun. Don't get me wrong. But I just I I I don't have. They don't hold me enough to play through them. Uh, but Pokemon, man, Pokemon shit. <laughs> I love Pokemon. <laughs> uh. Uh, you know, I was going to ask you guys uh, a question about, well, are you getting an Xbox One X, Rick? I think everyone here is getting one. Or... Oh, yeah, day one. Are there any games, this is kind of being on topic here, are there any games you're waiting to play that run so badly right now <laughs> that you're waiting for the Xbox One X to actually play through? Like, I'm waiting on playing Unity because Unity is so bad, uh, the really? performance on it. Even with all the patches and stuff? That game runs at like 12 frames per second. No. No, oh. <laughs> uh, um, I'm not necessarily waiting on something that's running bad, but I, I was, uh, I've been, Witcher's been on the back burner so long 
And now I'm so ecstatic to play that. I'm on the uh, same. I'm I'm there with you, man. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good pick. So Witcher Three is what I'm going to be tackling. Yeah, I, I I'm just like morbidly curious with uh, Lords of the Fallen. That's that's a mess. That's like that's another game that runs like <laughs> it does not run good whatsoever. And it's supposed but, to be a really good game, but it just I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, but I understand. yeah. Yeah, and like because the Xbox has the one enhancement, what well, not enhancement, the, the the unpatched uh, enhancements. It'll, it'll take out the screen tearing, and the yeah. performance boost. So that will be very interesting to see. And also, uh, Sniper Elite uh, Three, I think that's the one where he's like in World War Two, uh, in a desert or whatever. Yeah, that's going to be interesting because that has a uncapped frame rate, and um, I was curious, and it has. Uh, a good amount of tearing, so that's another one that's gonna be very interesting to test out. Um, besides that, all the 4K enhancement games are are up my alley. I'm definitely want to test out Halo 4 with the enhancements. I mean, not 4. I'm sorry, uh, six. Five. Six. What the hell, man? Five. Yeah. <laughs> I keep jumping. You can't keep say jumping. five. <laughs> no, I can't say five. I don't know why. Uh, and maybe some backpack games. Uh, I'm trying to see what else are, are very interesting tests for. Maybe Crimson Dragon because they had a. Is that going to be the funny thing on that day one? It's going to be some of us are just going to be sitting there. It's not going to be about <laughs> playing a game. It's going to be like, oh, out. let's try this and this. And this. <laughs> yeah, everybody's going to be doing that, man. Uh, <laughs> My first, I'm probably going to do, of course, for me, it's going to be Forza Horizon 3 first, just to see it in 4K. No, no doubt. Yeah. Good one. Um, and then Halo 5, and then Gears of War, and then, you know. <laughs> yeah, Gears uh, is going to be a big, so Gears is going to be, like, amazing. Well, uh, unless anyone had some other games they wanted to touch on, or news, or anything like that, plugs, anyone want to plug anything, Rick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it is cool. People have been asking for a while if you can pre-order on Steam or pre-order Kingdom Come Deliverance, and you can. Oh yeah, that's right. You told yep. you said that on Twitter. Go pre-order Kingdom Come, guys. Yeah, man. Um, and I, we will be. You know, we always have some fun stuff to show off. We always have something to show off at E3 and something at Gamescom. We have a good balance there, I think. So I I can't wait to talk more about it too. Even when I get back, I'd love to jump on here again with you guys talk about it. But uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance is a game that I think that is going to be a big big talk of the town the closer it gets to release. Believe me, it, it is in many as many different aspects and ways we'll have fun with that. But uh, one, one of the ways will be that it's it's Dan Varvara knows how to make a game and a story. And everyone who plays it will be able to, even though there's one ending, this is what I keep telling people because there's one ending for Kingdom Come Deliverance, but it really is up to you how you get there. And, and, and even though there's one ending, like... There's gonna be like 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 uh, Ford. You'll be you'll be saying like, "Hey Rick, this this cutscene was great, and I, I mean it was pretty intense." What did you think about it? I'll be like, "What do you mean? Yeah, what I never had that happen." <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I, because I chose a different way, different approach. So it'll be cool, man. It'll, it'll be a lot of different stories to tell. I really look forward to it. And you know, we keep talking about that more and more, and the different situations and the skills, the perks that you get in the game, and now. Uh, so yeah, people really need to check it out and know that we've come a long way since the beta. So check our YouTube channel for the uh, latest videos on gameplay footage because we got a lot of that now. When is nice. it available for pre-order on Xbox yet, or is that going to be a little later? A little later, but we'll okay. talk about that soon. I, I will say this: um, since it's Xbox Uncut, you know we uh, have at least said this about the Xbox One X that you know Kingdom Come Deliverance will have. Um, slightly better frame rate and 
Um, it'll definitely be enhanced, but we weren't able to get to 4K. Um, but it, it's off of my podcast. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, hey man, shame, but we did what we could, right? And it's going to be better on the Xbox One X. So. Okay, any new like so it's not going to be 4K, but it's going to be like above 1080. Would you say? Uh, yes, I think oh, so. Nice, mm-hmm. nice, nice. Exclusive. Exclusive, Exclusive scoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to wait till the end to know. We talked about that a ton, right? So it's, uh, you know, but um, you know, my marketing manager, we kind of mentioned it one time. So I'm like, oh, cool. That means I get to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I don't have to be blamed for spilling the beans. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. Uh, well, write us at letters at xboxuncut.com. Thank you to those that wrote us letters this week. Really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, have a nice week, guys. Uh, yeah. Thanks to the to guys who hung out and chat. Um, Jazzy Noop was chatting it up. Uh, you know, mentioning Quantum Break for the. Uh, 4K, that would be nice. I, I would like that, but oh, I, we'll say yeah. one guy came in the chat room and said me and Rick are really nice, but they didn't say anything about you, Will. I'm sorry. Apparently, right. you're not I, nice. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm a I'm a bad guy, so it's don't. I agree. No. <laughs> All right, uh, let me get this thing up so I can actually play the outro. All right, guys, you have a nice night. Hey guys, have a good night, and thanks yes. for stopping by. And thanks. thanks again for Rick for stopping by with us. Oh yeah, yeah. thank you, Rick. Love it. You guys are the best. Mm.